Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Gabby. I'm here with Gabriella Hurstick, sex witch, erotic alchemist, and author of The Inner Witch, Bewitching the Elements and Embody Your Magic. How are you Yay. doing, Gabby? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been so long since we've chatted, so I'm excited to get down to it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen you in the flesh, really, since... <laughs> like replayed I know it feels like five lifetimes ago honestly um what do you think about what what's going on I think we are on a collective underworld journey I feel like we're going through the goddess's journey of descending into the chthonic and subterranean and underworlds and we're gonna come out not the same and it's terrifying but you know it's the it's the Kali Yuga for you yeah, it definitely feels like the end of this cycle of unconsciousness. I mean, my perception of it has been like, oh, okay, now we're going to have to like reconvene with our auric field for the first time in a really long time. We like think about all the people who probably became witches over the course yeah, of this pandemic. Yeah. Like this idea, it's like not that that it was easy for for you know everyone. It was very difficult, but the idea that you have all these people like in their homes doing their own sort of like occult research yeah Um, I feel like there's a lot of people who are probably having spiritual awakenings I mean I hope so I feel like for myself like my ritual and meditation practice was like the thing that saved me like these tools these practices like magic um all of these you know uh, experiences of embodiment that like witchcraft leads you to are like so vital in times like this because like witchcraft is all about cycles right and like we were just talking about like it's the end of a huge cycle and like we're you know still going through it and obviously there's a whole bunch of astrological stuff that's happening that you know is its own kind of cyclical thing but these this is like when when the what is it the rubber hits the road or whatever like this is when you know like we have to lean into these experiences of self-empowerment and of healing because unless we individually do that like we don't have any hope as a collective like it has to be on the macro like microcosmic as well as the macrocosmic and the more witches there are the more we're going to be able to like move through this as something that brings us closer to like in a, you know, not an apocalyptic state of the world, one that actually honors the earth and honors each yeah. other. And like, you know, it's like the death card in the tarot. Like you need, you need the death and you need the tower. You need the destruction before the star, before the creation. And like, I just, I'm, I feel like the world needs as many witches as possible. So I, I hope that people come out of this experience more um, in their magic in themselves and aware of like their energy. Do you feel like you've um, unlocked any superpowers or do you feel like your intuition has been growing during this period of time? Oh my God. Yeah. I definitely (laughs) feel like I have gone through massive, just like rebirths, awakenings, upgrades, but like through the, the darkness, through the depths, like I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart, including my moon. Um, and I feel like it's definitely been, initiation after initiation like obviously on a collective level and then there's been a lot in like my own in my own life with my family that's been like reflecting that um so yeah I definitely feel like I'm coming out of this a very different person a very different witch and much much deeper in my in my devotional practices and my beliefs which feels really good honestly 
what new practices have you picked up over the past like two years? Um, so I have been studying Hermetic Kabbalah and like Western ceremonial magic, um, probably for like the last three and a half years or so three years, but during the pandemic, especially at the beginning of it, I like went really, really deep. So like, I was definitely like reconnecting to the tarot through like the Kabbalistic model of like the tree of life and like working a lot with the tree of life. I started taking a lot of classes and attending weekly lodges with 22 teachings um, here in LA virtually, of course. Um, But beyond like that and like my own practice with like ceremonial magic, I just have like very much deepened and clarified my own relationship to the goddesses of love that I'm devoted to. So um, and it's weirdly enough been like very much reflected in like the projects I'm working on and the books I'm working on and like all that kind of stuff. So like, I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky that I was already, you know, working for myself, working from home before the pandemic. So like I, there was some free time and then I just started like furiously writing and haven't really stopped. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like, um, my love for the tarot was rekindled. My connection to goddesses was rekindled and like the way that I merge my artistic and like erotic kind of expressions with magic has definitely like evolved and deepened since the pandemic just, and being like forced into like being hermetically sealed. Yes. Hermetically sealed. Literally like (laughs) so real. It's hard to move out of. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I still like, I, have still like trauma around like being around people I still have like like a more different social anxiety but like it's yeah there's still a lot and I think that um it's gonna take a lot of like all of us a long time to move through that and heal because even if we're doing it individually like we're so like numbed out and scarred as a collective I don't think we've even started to process what we've gone through Well, I mean, I think on the plus side, like part of the experience of like having to reconvene with your own energy is you get so familiar with your own resonance, Mm -hmm. the experiences that were otherwise like things that you could walk through. And I don't know if this is just like the energetic upgrades of like the astrological initiations we're moving through, but like, I find it very difficult now to do anything that feels out of alignment. Whereas before, like I could just kind of turn that voice off and be like, you know what? I'm going to do this, like not so good thing for me because it's what people do. Now I'm like, I can't, my my body won't. Literally. I fucking feel that so, so, so deeply and so hard. Like the things like for me, a big part of it, like a big part of the pandemic has been like reestablishing, reestablishing, like renegotiating my boundaries and relationships with like substances, like specifically with like alcohol and with like the way that I work with cannabis and like, like I love going out and like, I love like, you know, dancing and stuff, but like going to bar and like, just like drinking culture has not, it doesn't hit the same way as before. And like, I feel so much more engaged with and like aware of like you were saying, like my own energy, because I've been fucking stuck in it for the past like two years without uh, any, you know, like any relief, which is good, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's like the things that resonated or felt okay. Now I'm like, I just, this does not feel like it doesn't feel nourishing. It doesn't feel sustaining. Like it's not something I feel like I can sustain. Like I definitely, definitely feel that way about like the things I was doing to like numb out or to just like, you know, have fun. Like now it does not, it just doesn't, um, Oh, there's a word for it. I'm forgetting, but it doesn't feel like 
doesn't, doesn't feel good anymore. Me. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's just not, I'm just so much more, um, discerning with my energy at this point, because I like have recognized like what doesn't, doesn't feel good. And it's just like, I rather just be by myself or like, keep it chilled and like do something that's going to actually like take away from my equilibrium. Yeah. I mean, I also think that a lot of us have found like spiritual community online. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that it's like hard to, for me to, to move into like, Oh, like I now have to speak human speak. <laughs> like yeah I know oh, now I have to talk about normal things like yeah exactly <laughs> give me depth give me depth or give me death exactly exactly so you're a professional witch how one of the things that I I read Augustus Burroughs Toil and Trouble have you read that one I have not it's really good um basically he, he goes into this idea that like which there are uh, born witches and then there are witches who are made Mm-hmm. would you say that you were a witch who was born a witch or would you say that it was something that you discovered um, um I feel like both I feel like they're probably like the way that I see it is like I feel like the seeds of like like I feel that not everybody wants to be a witch which is like kind of weird to me I'm like why wouldn't you want to be a witch it's like (laughs) ever like what's wrong with you but sure okay like no kink shaming I guess um I do feel like you know there's some people who like naturally show that kind of like predisposition like a very young age and then I do I feel like I feel like that seed is always there, but it's like, if you're willing to listen to it and if you're willing to cultivate it for myself, I have always fucking been like a little indigo crystal child, like breathing with my mom. Like I also was raised in an environment that like was very spiritual. Um, and like my mom was always talking about like meditation and crystals. And like, I was always aware of that, but like, she, like, she told like my mom was to tell me that like when I was like a little kid like I would speak to God and said like like God would answer back and like she caught me with like her little crystal pyramid like self-soothing and breathing when I was angry at my sister and like I was like obsessed with fairies and like nature and like was always like very aware of like energy around me but I didn't necessarily have like the wording or context of witchcraft until I was like 11 or 12 and discovered it for myself and like knew instantly that that was it it changed my life and even as like a you know 12 year old prepubescent little shit I knew that it was like something very important to me um so I think that they're definitely like kind of related like I probably would not have used the term witch to describe myself like pre quote-unquote like that first spiritual awakening but I was always very obsessed and interested with like the unknown and even like the Salem witch trials is like a like eight or nine year old wow yeah it's funny you talked about um Kabbalah I had kind of a similar journey um my dad was studying Kabbalah before I was born so he had like the tree of life I actually haven't studied any of it but I have had dreams where I'm in different what are they called seraph Seraph, um, yeah, the spheres. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a dream and it was like you're here, and it was orange, and it said the word splendor. Yeah, and um, I think my dad, who was spiritually minded, was reading tarot for oh me God. when I was a kid, doing all of these really beautiful uh, practices, um, like leading me through journeys, that kind of thing. Um, but I completely forgot about it. 
uh, kind of shut off a lot of my psychic abilities until my awakening, which was in 2016. Um, and I think that part of awakening is kind of like remembering that we have molecular weight over probabilities. And like, mm-hmm. I always say like, which still isn't a big enough word for the sort mm-hmm. of acknowledgement of that. It's more like, I almost want to say like, I'm aware that I'm a creator being, you yeah. know, but I also feel like that the connotations, um, with, you know, the witch hunts and sort of like the genocide of of magical people in all indigenous cultures Mm -hmm. globally is also connected to that awareness and it's very important to acknowledge and like honor that link as well absolutely I feel proud to to be a witch but being like a public witch or being a witch that other people go to um is is it can be quite scary still I don't know if it's that that there's like a collective wound on like the matrix grid system that is like the connotation with like the healer or the witch that I still kind of feel and pick up on. I don't know if you still receive any sort of like uh, illicit or negative reactions when uh, people find out what you do or if you feel like you've kind of transcended that mirror like yeah um first off I love what you're saying about like your dad and about having that that's really really beautiful and yeah my dad um it's funny because my dad's a rabbi but like doesn't really study Kabbalah um but like he knows a little bit about it so I'm always trying to like talk to him about it um but I definitely agree the fact that like part of like if you're I'm really really like this is something that's super important to me like if you're using the word witch to describe yourself then like you have the responsibility of thinking about all those people like you mentioned that were killed for not even actually being witches just being accused of being witches or who you know like worked with herbs or who were like worked with the land or worked with spirits like being like I think that's for me part of the reason I love the word witch so much is because it it pays a legacy and homage to like to our to those who came before us and I think that like that's a super important thing to keep in mind and in heart when you're on this path, because this is really the first time in history that we've had the safety to do this publicly and to talk about any of our like religious or mystical beliefs without fear of like death or persecution. Like I know that you and I have had this conversation, like our ancestors weren't safe to do this work or to publicly talk about it. Um, so I do, you know, I think that on like, like you mentioned like a molecular level, like that fucking generational trauma is still there. And like, it, I feel like it's not something that I have thought of because it's like really the first time where I haven't, like, I I'm like not really scared of it anymore. And I think that's because like, I have been like doing this work publicly for like four or five years at this point. And like, I'm really lucky that like the kind of, um, bubble that I've created myself with myself with like my editors and like my friends and like my community and then like social media is like for the most part super super understanding like I don't really get Jesus freaks in my dms I don't really get like um a lot of like hate comments it's I'm I feel really blessed for that but I have had so much like fear and anxiety from like stepping into not even like necessarily stepping into being a witch because that's something that's been such a big part of who I am for so long, but more, more like stepping into like a place of like publicly doing that and like being empowered by it. 
um it takes a long time I think like you know like until you mentioned it like I hadn't even realized that like this is the first time where it's like not scary for me and I think at this point it's because I'm more like honestly scared about like the way like the as I continue focusing more on like sex magic and like erotic alchemy and like that kind of expression like my fear around that I think has what is like I have more fear around that than I do around just like being a witch but for me they're really really intertwined and like I mean the history of witchcraft and sexuality there's a line in the love witch where she says this um shout out Anna Biller we love you um but the main character is Elaine is like says or I think it's like the high priestess that's talking to Elaine and she's like the hitch like the history of sexuality and witchcraft are like are are one and the same so you know it's like if it's not one thing you're scared of it's it's another and I think there's like a lot of layers to that but um it's definitely it's definitely weird I think at this point it's also like being any kind of public person on the internet, people have a lot of like expectations and entitlement to your energy, which yeah, is just, I mean, like, I'm sure I was going to say the other side of that could be like people also projecting yeah. a lot of like, I mean, what I love about this is like, it, it's not like the love and light, like yoga pants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a guru and I've never done anything wrong. Yeah. Like alchemy and depth. And it's like punk mm-hmm. rock as fuck. Like yeah, it is. That's witchcraft. I want exactly. I want spiritual teachers who are like punk rock as fuck. You know, like that's that's what I want. Me too. Like I worship at the altar of the dark goddess. Like that is duality, baby. Like I feel like you know. That's I think my biggest issue with like what I call like wellness Karens is that like there's just like this like bypassing of like the fact that like the opposite spectrum of love is death. Like, I really do think like the goddess of love is the goddess of death. Like the goddess of life also takes it away. And like that same duality is found in everything. And like extremes are not, they're opposites of the same pole of energy. So like to reject one side of that is like cutting yourself off from the fullness and potential of life. And also you're just kidding yourself because there's no way to like not experience pain and I feel like you know this and I think that collectively we're understanding this like sorrow and suffering and pain and trauma and death are like some of the most potent teachers we have oh and, my like, god they're initiations. you know they're yeah I mean exactly. one of the things I've been I've been like playing like over the course of this pandemic I did a lot of uh shamanic work mm-hmm. um particularly Celtic shamanism and a lot of that was like because I was in and out of relationships mm-hmm. where I was being like m- mirrored by yeah. very sort of like misogynistic counterparts and oh, yeah as um a witch I know that like as within so without right so like mm-hmm. what is it inside of me that is coming up to be alchemized and why am mm-hmm. I so externally focused like where is this existing within me so it ended up acting as like a catalyst to doing really Mm -hmm. deep uh inner child work and um soul fragment retrieval (laughs) and um bringing me a lot closer to myself um Mm. in a way that couldn't have been facilitated except through trauma pain and crisis and now when I met with pain I'm like oh this is actually an opportunity for me to connect with myself and self-soothe rather than reach for something externally to silence the feeling because the feeling is not bad and if I say that the feeling is bad 
that's me shutting down my own feminine faculty. The feeling is telling me something. The feeling is a teacher. The feeling is, um, is an indicator of, of my path. Absolutely. And I feel like that's like, that's alchemy. It's like, that is walking the alchemical path, like, especially with like relationships and like sexuality. It's like, everything that comes up in your life that like triggers those like anxieties or pains or whatever is like a reflection of where you are and like it's all fuel for the fire it's all part of like the fucking work and like it all is reflecting a part of yourself that like you can integrate and you can heal and you can like you know like break down and purify and then bring back and like I totally feel very similarly about like what I like you know like dating and like I call it my dating practice because I really feel like every person I attract every person I date every person I fuck like they're all reflections of like where I'm at right now and they all have something to teach me and like actually you were in a reading like probably at this point like three years ago three and a half years ago like told me you're like that my lovers are like reflections of like my shadow and like the way that like men treat me is like their relationship to the divine feminine and like I still think about that because it's you know like I think that's so true for so many of us and especially as like women who are aware of our own power and who are connect like intensely connected to the divine feminine like if a man that we're interacting with comes up to us and isn't even aware of that within themselves, then they're going to react out of like fear and they're going to react out of like, it's so much light wounding. Yeah. It's too much. It's like, (laughs) you know, like we, so much information. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, like we often think of like the darkness as concealing, but like, think about the sun, like the sun conceals through brightness, through light. You literally can't look at the sun. So it's like, it's like, it's blinding. It's too much. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. Sometimes I try and like imagine myself, like what would it be like for me to be a dude and to be dating somebody who is a public professional witch and like, particularly like with you where you're like such a physical embodiment, just in like the clothes that you wear and like the way that you present yourself, like it's, you truly look like a priestess, like for some (laughs) dude, that's going to be like, whoa, I'm going through like an initiation like it's going to bring out all kinds of interesting behavior (laughs) yeah I'm like please write like write me letters in retrospect to let me know if I'm if you're a dude I've dated I'm very curious because I've (laughs) never had that perspective but you're not wrong and I appreciate that compliment greatly thank you so much it's like entering like this weird uh (laughs) aquarian temple (laughs) like (laughs) baby yeah I'm confused by it most of the time like this is like life this is weird and it's like since my first book came out, which was like almost, it'll be four years in March. It's like my work has changed a lot. And like, I've grown a lot. I mean, I was like 24 when that first book came out I'm about to be 28. And like, it's been a long journey. And like beyond that, like I've just gotten a lot like more publicly uh, freaky as far as like my work with like sex magic and like kink goes. And like, I'm like, wow, like it must be a lot to date, but like, I'm so past the fucking point of like watering it down. Like, I'm like, I, you don't need to know like all the details of like my life and my work when we're on, you know, talking on Tinder, but like, you do need to know that like, I talk about magic and write about witchcraft because like, if you're going to be weirded out that I'm asking your sign or like, want to talk about that then we are not a match bro like at all and we're not even gonna be able to fuck like I rather just kind of throw like the cards on the table and like have you leave it than try to like make myself palatable palatable and small for somebody just because like 
I want to get it in, you know? Mm-hmm. So big time. It was really interesting during the pandemic. Um, I was living with this woman, Jenny, and we were like uh, lighting candles 24 <clears> seven, <throat> just for like the state of the world. Um, repeating the rites of the Vestal Virgin <laughs> subconsciously. Oh my God. That's um, all I want to do. Like being a Vestal Virgin is literally my life dream. Like well, I just want to That's kind be of what you remind me of. And I remember <sighs> during the pandemic, she was going through like her witchy awakening. Oh. You know, she was kind of a baby witch. And so we're like living in this house and we have all of these tools and she found your work online. And I think it oh. really like, it, it was it's such a niche I think it was the sacred uh like sacred kink I think she oh. went to one of your zoom workshops I believe oh my god um so oh, I want to hear that. more about that sure what do you want to know well everything <laughs> <laughs> um so I like I am a very kinky person it's a big part of my devotional practice with um Babylon one of the goddesses I'm um dedicated to and it has been it's you know kink is any really is anything that deviates from like heterosexual missionary vanilla sex it includes bondage it includes corporal punishment like spanking or flogging sensory deprivation exploration of power dynamics like um uh submission and dominance um there's a lot. It's a huge, huge world. Um, and I started incorporating my kinkiness and my practices and exploration of kink into my devotion with the goddess Venus about four years ago. And through the pandemic, like I started a, a dynamic with, um, a dear friend who's a, a professional dom. Who's also like, who's also a devotee to the dark goddess of love, which is been really interesting um and last year on my birthday I released a ritual guide called sacred sm um how to incorporate sex magic how to incorporate um kink into your sex magic practice which walks you through like different modalities of kink and how that can be a part of a ritual um so like sex magic has been a really big part of my practice with witchcraft um as has working with different faces of the divine feminine um I like for me, like you can be a witch and not believe in any kind of, you know, like divinity. I do think that there is like a uh, understanding that there is an energy and like, um, a aliveness to the universe, but like, you don't have to conceptualize it as a like, God or goddess. But for me, like goddesses have been a huge, have, they've been interwoven with my practice with witchcraft since I discovered witchcraft at 12. Um, and when I moved out to LA five years ago, I started working with the goddess Venus and, had this like really big kind of awakening of just like my sexual energy as a conduit to her and as an offering to her. And as I started exploring my sexual desires and like exploring kink that definitely evolved and, um, both, you know, kink and sex magic have become a very central focus of both my work and my magical practice. Um, so I wrote this ritual guide. It goes through like different methods of like utilizing, kink to raise energy of working with sigils of uh devotional work and you know I talk about a lot of different stuff as well as like include some of some perspective about my own relationship with those different modalities um I am mostly submissive which means that I um and a bottom which means like I like receiving sensation and impact and also that I like consensually and intentionally like giving my power 
over right right it's like and so it's the way that the way that i've i've been told um yeah i've been called a pillow princess <laughs> oh God, i love that yeah <laughs> i'm very um, receptive <laughs> yeah you're like i will take it i you know it's been really interesting um i like definitely identify more as a submissive and then like in the past six to eight months like started because I know I'm a switch like I I do like love the idea of like consensually hurting men I'm really turned on by it like I love that and like that kind of started to awaken in me like six to eight months ago but for the most part very submissive and like I really do consider goddess my dominatrix like she is the one that's like tells me what to do if I do something that's naughty or out of alignment she will fucking find a way to like make me know that I fucked up Um, and like that kind of devotional relationship has been really powerful to me. Um, but yeah, I've been kind of like exploring switching and being in the dominant role. And something that's been really interesting is that like exploring both of those facets within myself of both giving and receiving of dominance and submission has like really helped me connect to goddess in her form and in her duality of like goddess of the light and goddess of the shadow so that's been something that's been super like informing my life and my work but yeah wrote this ritual guide you can still buy it it's been really fun and then where can um, people find it you can find it on my website gabriellahersick.com and then it's in like the shop section um and I can it's like on my like link tree and stuff um but if you google like Gabrielle Herstick sacred sm it should also come up or Gabby Herstick sacred sm um so I did that and then I started leading monthly full moon rituals with my beautiful co uh creatrix Strade d'Amour um we lead monthly rituals called kink coven where we come together and based on like whatever uh the moon is in we work with a different archetype, usually different goddess or a tarot card. And we do guided meditation and breath work and ritual. And um, we uh, cast a spell of protection or a blessing or abundance on sex workers around the world. And um, it's donation based with all of the money going to different sex worker organizations, relief funds, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's been really beautiful. And what we do is like, we do like the meditation, breath work, and then we have a virtual play party to raise the energy. So like Shade and I will like spank each other or like, we'll tie ourselves up. People smoke weed, people dance, people just vibe. Like, it's really like meet us where you are. You can have your camera on or off because it's all through Zoom. Um, and the intention is really just to like protect you know, sex worker, sex workers and our communities, because like, yeah, sex workers are some of the most marginalized people out there, especially black um, and trans sex workers. So wow, that's, that's been literally really the fun. coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's really, it's been so powerful, really incredible and really special. And like, I mean, like, uh, you know, like, the king community I feel like I've kind of like found like a subsection of the king community it's like a really big weird community filled with a lot of nerds honestly like as a nerd I feel like I can say that um but it's been such a lifeline like the past year and a half to have king coven and it's so special to like directly like not only energetically and like magically support these communities but like to give you know like actual like money to them has been it's been really special um we're going to be meeting again for the full moon in Leo. I'm taking the full moon in Cancer off to just relax. I'm like very drained. That's a good um, idea because it's opposing oh um, Pluto. 
oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I definitely made the right choice. We'll yeah. be back for the full moon in Leo. Um, we'll probably be working with the Egyptian goddess Sekhmet, the goddess of uh, bloodlust and sexuality and divine rage. Um, so yeah. And then I lead a monthly discussion circle around sex magic called sex magic discussion circle. Exactly what it sounds like on Patreon. And that has been really rewarding. We meet each month in like sacred community and do a little grounding and then just like talk about sex magic. It's really great. There's so many, like a lot of the voices with sex magic are like cishat white dudes. And like, you know, as much as I love a cishat white dude, it's just like, it, it feels really good to have like a space where we can openly discuss like specifics, can, you know, you talk me, pretend that I'm somebody who doesn't do sex magic herself. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Can you talk me through what, um, let's say like a, a masturbate, a self pleasuring or masturbation ritual might look like if you wanted sure. to bring things into fruition? Sure. So basically sex magic is just using sexual energy for a desired intention and using it to charge whatever that intention is. Um, in a spell or ritual, you're already going to be raising energy for your desired intention and orgasms and sexual energy naturally have a peak, you know, like a climax, a moment of crisis. So for bringing something into fruition, um, for like a self, like making self-love, whatever you want to call it, masturbating sex magic session, I always recommend setting up the space to be inviting and enticing and like to just appeal to your senses because it's such a huge part of sex. So light some candles, light some incense, put some perfume on, like get yourself feeling good. Get yourself out of like your like three day old PJs. Like you don't have to put lingerie on, but like, or like something that makes you feel like super sexy, but like it never hurts. So I always suggest like getting your sp- yourself and your space set, like dim the lights, put some like vibey music on that gets you in your space. And then think about what it is that you're calling in, like having a very clear intention, um, super important. So like, do you think about it during the entire time that you are masturbating or do you think about it at the point of climax? And also like, is it difficult for you to hold that vision while also pleasuring yourself? Good question. That was like my next point. So I say that I, I, it, that answer is dependent on person. Some people will be able to, I think like really focus on their intention the whole time. Personally, it's, it's hard for me. And like, if what I kind of do is I sandwich it. So like I get clear on my intention before the ritual, you know, you can do whatever like grounding exercises or meditations or like practices or rituals you do before you start a ritual, if that's in your magical practice. And for me, like once I'm clear on the intention, as I'm getting myself to a state of pleasure and like to the climax, like I don't think about my intention. I just think about it, like whatever I need to like engage my senses to get myself, you know, like really horny and all that. Like I'm really just super present in the sensation. And then once I feel myself kind of getting to this point of like no return and like raising the energy, then I focus again on my intention. I hold my intention in my mind's eye as it's happening or really just like focusing on what it feels like as this pleasure is like enlivening it and fortifying it. And then as I come, as I climax, I send the energy like up the like spinal column or central channel out the crown of my head and into the cosmos. And then as I continue to do that, like in the afterglow period, I visualize 
what I'm manifesting as if I already have it. Like I, I walk myself through the scenario of having that thing where I feel like what it would feel like to live with that kind of new thing I'm calling in. And I let myself stay there and just like continue to like breathe this energy at my body up into the cosmos and just like vibe in the intention. Um, so I suggest that people, you can practice it both ways. Like for maybe for you, like, you know, like holding on to the in, like intention, holding the vision, like the whole time you're going is really helpful, but like, it can be kind of a lot to like, get yourself like, you know, turned on <laughs> holding the intention. So yeah. for me, it's easier to like, make it a sandwich. Like if you're doing, if you're setting up your ritual space and you've, you've already activated that intention, like it's still there and you can just tap into it again when you're like, you know, climaxing. It's so interesting. Um, my desires have changed so drastically. Mm -hmm. I think some of this is Uranus and Taurus, right? Like we're having upgrades of what it is that we value over the course of the past couple of years. Like I used to be able to kind of do sex magic for sort of abundance Mm -hmm. or, you know, a specific career goal. Um, and now I I'm kind of in this place where I'm like, I don't know what it is I want because I don't want to create anything that is upholding these failing dying systems. Yeah. That is such a good way of putting it. Um, I totally feel that. And like, that's something I've talked about on podcasts before. It's like, I'm at a point where like, I don't really fucking use sex magic to manifest. I don't really like do like, like my new moons aren't really focused on like manifesting. They're more focused on like devotional, like devotional work for like the month or for like the cycle. Like, I feel like, yeah, especially now it's like, what, like, what does all this fuck shit even matter? Like it, it, like in a fucking dying world, like what money doesn't really mean. I mean, obviously comfort, security, safety, having our needs met is of incredible importance but like I'm at a place where I'm very very privileged like my needs are met so it's like why do I I'm not like I don't just I don't need things and I think for me like that that shift um between sex magic as like a transactional kind of thing and sex magic as like a devotional practice to myself and to like the universe and to goddess was like a big part of my um experience over the pandemic as well because it's more like how can I work with this energy to heal myself? How can I work with this energy as an offering to goddess? How can I work with this energy to not only like to bring in more love into my life by becoming love or to like embody this different archetype? Like it doesn't just have to be manifesting. And like, obviously sex is how we create things. So it's a really potent energy for that. But like, yeah, there's, there's so much that exists beyond just like using it to like get stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I don't know when, I mean, that's kind of another example of how my practice has changed. And I wonder if there's like an organic awakening, like for witches, like, cause for me, I started off as a baby witch. I was like modeling in New York. I was trying to book jobs as quickly as possible. I was really allured by the, the idea of being able to like invite love into my life and to invite money into my life. Mm-hmm. And then what I uncovered within like the first six months was like, oh shit, this works. If I'm using this, who else is using it and for what? And if I can do this for these things, what else could I bring 
into fruition like does everybody is everybody doing magic all the time like I (laughs) I literally believe that every single person on earth is doing magic all the time either consciously or unconsciously we're doing it with our words we're doing it our projections, our ideas, the things that we visualize, the things that we think about, what we perceive, what we point our perceptions at. Like even with social media, it's like when you're like looking at somebody's story or somebody's narratives or somebody's images and you're ingesting these images, the, the way that our consciousness works, it has a tendency to repeat or regurgitate whatever it is we're paying the most attention to. So for me, my practice has changed so drastically where it's like, oh, no, no, no. What I actually want is to, is like to see people wake the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, literally. I just want to see people so get important. so free. I want to see people, um, mm. you know, remember that that they're doing this I want to remember that 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 we're all we're all witches yeah exactly that we're all co-creating with the universe that we're all co-conspiring with the universe like even if we're not aware of it like we are and like that's the thing like some of the most powerful like magicians and witches out there aren't even aware that don't don't have that language you know but like just because they doesn't they don't have that language doesn't mean it's you know not true um, so I totally feel that. And I love the idea of doing sex magic for like the collective awakening that reminds me of like, of in Buddhism to, you know, dedicating your practice to the liberation and freedom of all sentient beings. It's like so beautiful. Yeah, seriously. Absolutely. So I read for you, I think the first time you were one of my earlier readings and I remember it was very powerful. You have your moon in the first house yes. on your ascendant line, correct? Um, yeah, I usually read with whole signs, so okay. I'm like not as familiar with um, that, but I do know that, yeah, I have like my Scorpio is my first house in um, Placidius or whatever it's called. And then you have Taurus on the descendant line then. Yes. And you're, you're an Aquarius. Yes. And your son is in the 12th house? Um, no, my son's in the fourth house if it's Placidius okay or Placidus yeah yeah Sun Venus and Mars are all um hanging out in Aquarius okay yeah so you're like the basically the new leader the leader of the new world (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's a lot of pressure but (laughs) (laughs) a lot of activity happening a on your descendant line probably Mm -hmm. with, with Uranus transiting that area and then these new nodes yeah the um with the north node moving into Taurus and the south node in Scorpio a huge amount of emphasis on partnership probably yeah and I have my north node and Pluto conjunct in Scorpio so there's a lot going on there and my south node in Taurus a lot of past life lessons coming up over the next year a lot of culmination of like soul contract energy a lot of uh yeah, it's it's kind of your time astrologically. How does it feel? Oh my, it feels honestly, it feels great. I'm not gonna lie. I have um, actually a book on sex magic and sacred sexuality coming out this summer, which is like I've never been more nervous and excited to like birth anything into the world. So that that's like my main like that's the thing carrying me forward right now, in a lot of ways. But it feels good. There's definitely like, um, I don't know. I feel like when you like make the decision to like work with the universe um and to like allow her to be our teacher it's like the lessons and upgrades are never ending I always feel like there's something going on but like 
I hate being bored, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's been uh I mean, we have like America's Pluto return oh. um coming up in February. I'm really excited. I think that like for years I was like channeling, talking about this like big event that was coming up and how we're all gonna and eventually I was just like, no, this is just not gonna happen. I've just been yeah. this shit out of my ass, <laughs> making this shit up. And then now I'm like, oh my God, it's here. Like we are yeah. moving into these higher states of consciousness. This is oh, we need to, yeah, we're up, we're collectively like leveling up, upgrading, going to like the next walking up the tree of life, going to the next sphere, doing the damn thing. Like there's never been a better time for a Pluto initiation than now. Like we've been preparing for it for the past two years. So yeah, absolutely. I think that we're definitely working with this land as well. Yeah. As as star seeds. Now just my final question to you is how do you feel about living in Los Angeles? I I mean, okay, I'm like I moved here with like support from my family because LA is very expensive. So like, if you don't have like the financial stability here, you're going to fucking hate it because it's so expensive. But like, you know, with that being said, I'm lucky enough where I'm like able to support myself. I fucking love LA. I stand LA. I feel really connected to Los Angeles. My dad's family moved from um, Israel to LA when he was nine. Like my mom's mom came here after the death of her husband for like a month to like heal. I lived in the, in the Valley as like a child in the nineties and then moved away and never expected to come back and like came back. Cause I landed an internship with Vivian Westwood and like moving out here was moving out here. And then like working for myself were like two of the best things I've ever done. Like I love LA. I fucking love the egregore of the city. I love the grit of it. I love that it's people like don't realize that LA is really beautiful. Like it is a beautiful, like there's a lot of nature here and there's a lot of nature that's so easily accessible to us. Like all terrains, like from the beach to the desert, to the mountains. Like I love it. I love how many different spiritual traditions and practices, especially like around where I live in like Hollywood, like have merged and have come from here. Like I love it. I see on LA. I know that it's not for everybody, but like people who talk shit on LA have never actually experienced it. Um, and yeah, that's my piece. I love it here. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that, um, as witches, it's really important to love where you live. Yeah. Right. Like we're working with the spirit of where we live. Like you should, you should be friendly with it. You should enjoy it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So is there any closing notes, any closing sentiments? Um, no, you're amazing. Thank you for letting me have this conversation. Um, if you're a hot man who's listening and are interested, <laughs> hit Grace and I up. Actually, not every single, but um, yeah. Um, and yeah, my next book, Sacred Sex and um, Magic and Path of the Divine Erotic, will be released sometime this summer. So I think we're going to be doing like um, an official like pre order and like cover reveal um, next month. beautiful that's so exciting thank you my love all right well I love you a lot thank you so much for coming on yay thank you for having me I appreciate you you're a sister of mine for sure yes truly Mm -hmm. I'm 